Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Election Day. Got a lot of stuff to talk to you about today, including voter fraud. Right in my area, as a matter of fact, we've been trying to get a hold of Kent Paxton and Governor Abbott about it at 2051 Gaddy School Road, Randalls, our polling place that we voted at this morning, saw a van show up, and I'm going to see if I can get this on your screen because I want everybody to see it. just want everybody to see what I saw today, so I know I'm just not crazy. Here he goes. Thank you, God. And so I'm going to see if I can save my picture and get it up on the screen here. This is the voting. I want you to determine for yourself if it's truly what I thought it was, too, because we got a photograph of it because of that. Trying to figure out if it was just my imagination. There it is right there. Let's see if I can get it up on the screen. There you go. Tell me what you think about that. What does that look like to you? Let's see if I can make that bigger for you. If, if that looks like they're pulling out ballots, does that look like that's ballots to you? That looked like ballots to us. So we reported it as voter fraud and we tweeted it all over Twitter a while ago. This is what we saw at our voting poll. They're, they're bringing in vans full of ballots. Can you imagine the voter fraud in Texas? So it looks like they're really type, desperate to try to take Texas, but we've notified the police and the sheriff's department. And uh, just keep that in mind, 2051 Randalls, the grocery store Randalls in Round Rock, Texas. That's where we saw this at. This is our photograph. So I'll leave that up for you. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's good to see you this afternoon. This is where we saw voter fraud this afternoon. Just letting everybody know about this. I'm getting it all over the airways, all over the airways. Could care less what the stupid people think. So that's what we saw. Anyway, I'm going to get into the topic at hand. Good Lord. Pray for Texas. Pray for Arizona. God's bringing us through this. We're getting through this. We're taking our nation back. Like it or not, ready or not, here God comes. So God is doing some new things this afternoon. 15-minute rev title today. I've got a lot to talk to you about, actually. A lot of interesting things to talk to you about. A lot of stuff going on in the spirit. If you've been struggling the last couple of weeks, uh, I even want to say the last week, especially the last week has been super tough on people because of the high level of witchcraft you know anything about today it's a blood moon today also a lunar solar eclipse i think that's what that's called where they are they they go on the lesser light the witchcraft and the occult use the lesser light they do rituals and ceremonies and things like that so when we have these blood moons and whatnot it it really bolsters the rituals so if you've been feeling a lot of pressure that's why you've probably been feeling a lot of that pressure with the witchcraft. It's a lot of witchcraft in the atmosphere. They strategically plan the election on the 8th. Notice if you know anything about our election season cycle, it's usually on the November the 2nd. Uh, that would be our normal election day, by the way, not the 8th. So they planned it to be on a blood moon, just so anybody wants to know out there. But it was strategically to release and probably conjure more demons. What's been happening in your atmosphere? What's been happening in your atmosphere? Lots to talk about today. Lots to talk about. I'm really, I'm sorry for my attitude. I'm really kind of disgusted with the voter fraud that I saw while ago. So it's got me pretty, pretty hopped up. But calming down, God's got this. The title, actually for the Rev today, is Leviathan's Haughtiness, Election Fraud, Time for Rebound. So I'm going to encourage everybody to keep your focus. Just like I was telling our teams, keep your focus during this time. There's a lot of witchcraft in the atmosphere. The witchcraft is getting very, very subtle. Very, very, very subtle. How are they getting really subtle? They're trying to get you to give up your calling. 
They're trying to get you to give up before you get into the promised land because a, a lot of these people that are praying this witchcraft are stuck. They're stuck in a spirit of religion. They're stuck in, in the Leviathan spirit. They've been attacked by witchcraft. Therefore, their attitudes are, well, if, if we've screwed ourselves over, then we're going to try to harm as many people as we possibly can and keep them stuck with us. God's like, no, 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 it's not going to happen. Okay, so we'll leave that there. But yeah, that's what we're dealing with right now. So witchcraft is strategically releasing Leviathan and Jezebel in this hour to try to keep as many people stuck as possible. And it's really, really manipulative in the way that the enemy is using it. And the Lord, it was interesting because the Lord told me, he said, you want to know why the enemy released Leviathan and Jezebel into the atmosphere? And I was like, well, that Jezebel's been here, Lord. And Leviathan's not a new thing. We've been dealing with that. And he said, because I'm coming in in all truth. And I have called my people to be lovers of truth. And so if, the closer you get with a holy God, the, the more cleaned up you get, the more purified your heart gets. God said, blessed are the, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Hey, Stacy, how's it going? Um, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So if you're... Becoming purified, you're getting deliverance, you're getting cleaned up. That usually means that you're coming into deeper levels of truth. Would you not agree? Hey, good afternoon, everybody. If you missed the beginning, we've had road of fraud and round drop in Texas. So we put, put the photograph up on. I'll show you again. Here, let me just show you again. I'm just really wanting to get this out. That this is the voter fraud that we saw in round drop today. The vans pulling out ballots at the voting polar place. We confronted the polling guys. And they were like, well, it's just probably something with Randall's. No, it's not. That looks abnormal. Those are, those are ballot boxes, buddy. We're not stupid. I've, I've been around the block a few times. So th I'm kind of disgusted right now. I've called uh, Governor, Governor Abbott and I've called Ken Paxton, our attorney general, trying to get them involved. Called the police, called the sheriff's department. Totally disgusted right now. I know, completely disgusted. But I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to stay one with one message at a time, one message at a time. I've got so much to talk about right now. I've got to, I've just got to take it one message at a time. So we've had voter fraud. We knew it was probably going to happen. We can't get amped up about it. God's got it. God's got this. Just keep our focus while we're walking through this process with the Lord of Leviathan's haughtiness, election fraud, and then trying to rebound. We're going to rebound. We're already, if you've been obedient, let me just tell you this. If you've been obedient this hour, and you've done what God asked you to do by getting free. And you've been focused on getting deliverance and trying to enter in. God said, I'm taking you into the land. I'm taking you into the land. It is, is it happening everywhere? Are you serious, man? Well, you know what? God's still in control. That's just so disgusting. That's so disgusting. So God's a God of all truth. He's calling us to be lovers of truth. While a true remnant is coming into all truth, those who have chosen to stay the same are getting left behind. They're getting left behind. And some are getting violent with this spirit in their mind, wills, and emotions. They're getting so caught up in Leviathan, they're getting violent. Remember the Lord told us we'd be dealing with the gnashing of teeth, those who'd be gnashing their teeth. And I believe that those who are gnashing their teeth are stuck in the outer courts. And I'm going to be getting into that here in a second as well. Try to explain what's happening to these people. But the Lord, if you don't remember, I've been talking about this topic now for a year and a half. God is God didn't just pop this on you five minutes ago. He told you a year and a half this was going to happen. 
So it's not like he's left us in a lurch. He told us what was happening, what was going to be happening in the season. We've heard it through the prophets, but we've also heard it through his warnings. And he's been telling us, okay, this is what's coming upon you. I'm readying you for this season. I want you to come up higher with me in heavenly places so that I can keep you and keep you safe. How many of you listened? Versus how many of you thinking that you knew it all or that you were okay instead of letting God do a heart search on you to see if you were truly inspected and passing his heart inspections through C1, 2, 3, and 4. That's the purpose of that. When you go through C2, you then you enter into the 9th of off. You that's April 30th through September 15th is the C2 sex or the C2 process where God does a deeper heart inspection. You're tried by fire where the eye of God looks inside you to see if you're approved. And as you come into the high holy days, then you enter into C3, C4. Hello, C4 is the most critical of the of the four. God's got four chambers to his heart. You've got four chambers to yours. Because in C4 is where God finds us approved. We go into the battle between the serpent side of ourself and the eagle side of ourself. If you digress and give in to your flesh, you digress, you get stuck. If you press higher and deeper, and if you find yourself looking at different fleshly sides of yourself in C4, that's a pretty good indicator you need deliverance. So that's the time to go to the Lord and say, get this off me. I want to go higher. I want to enter in. So that's the time to do that so you can enter in. So this is where we're at. God didn't pop it on us. He's been telling us now for a year and a half. But for those who have chosen to stay the same, they're losing firepower. Just like God told them they would on all seven mountains. So it's not just God's picking you out and singling you out. He told you this was coming. And so these people are in a panic. And so they're giving it everything they've got because of the loss of power. And they're resorting to the lowest forms of the flesh possible, revealing their most inward parts, which is what John, Pastor John Kilpatrick spoke about this past Sunday. Actually, he's been speaking about the past two Sundays. He's been, if you haven't gone and listened to his series called, I think it's called Vexed. It's called Vexed. He was talking about the last two Sundays about Leviathan part one, Leviathan part two. And he was telling us about the characteristics that people house when they're operating in a spirit of Leviathan. And Leviathan, if you know anything about the spirit, it's really, really a twisting spirit. And it really perverts conversations, but it houses a lot of other spirits within the vessel around itself because like draws like. So people that operate in the spirit surround themselves with others that operate in that spirit. Sorry, it's a child alert. But they surround themselves with others who also operate in the same spirit of Leviathan so that they can continue to stay dysfunctional together. Like draws like. That's how people operate. So people can think they're okay, but if you're surrounding yourself with other dysfunctional people that are just your yes men, then you're not okay. You're really not okay. You're just staying dysfunctional in one big, miserable group. So let's go into what the spirit consists of. And this is per John Kilpatrick. And the Lord says, this is what we're seeing in this hour within churches and in government to where people who have lost the heart of God 
are finding that they've left their, they don't even know they've left their first love, but they've left their first love. And these people are hard to live with. This is per John Kilpatrick. They're high maintenance and they make humble people have to walk on eggshells around them because they need so much deliverance. They protect themselves with other people who also operate in the same haughtiness, lying spirits, denial, rejection, pride, lust, insecurity, covetousness, and jealousy, smugness, arrogance, shame, manipulation and control, which is part of Jezebel, fear, religion, are all part. Because if you know anything about Leviathan, and this is what, uh, Pastor Kilpatrick was talking about. I'm site sourcing him. That's Kilpatrick 2022. Um, but all these other little side demons are demons that actually uh, submit to this bigger demon of Leviathan. So this is what we're dealing with in our nation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And it's what we're seeing impact all seven mountains right now. We're seeing it impact the church. And this is the subtle witchcraft I was talking about at the beginning of our conversation. So... What happens when you've walked with the Lord for a while, and, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but sometimes you, your senses can grow dull. Your gifts can grow dull. Because if you've been walking with the Lord for a while and you're not paying attention, you're not getting deliverance, then the Spirit sees you as prime, a prime target. Or to attack because you're easy pickings you're easy pickings you're wide open to it because you're not paying attention you're not able to pay attention because of your dullness let's go further if you confront people that have this spirit on it it's per Kilpatrick 2022 they'll rise up on you like a dragon because they're so full of pride that they actually think they're okay and the more uh, they, the deeper they get entrenched into it, they actually think that they're more holy than anyone else in the room. They're self-aggrandized. They think they're literally God and they try to play everybody else's God. They try to act like that. They have a say so in everybody else's life around them. And I'm thinking, dude, you <laughs> do that. You're, you're just stuck on stupid. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Jesse Duplantis, God bless him. But it's really just such a self-aggrandized type of thinking. And so the more you talk about them, the more they get off on trying to think, oh, oh I'm, I'm controlling. It's all about control and power. It's a false sense of power. And all the while, they're losing power. They have no idea. It's just losing firepower. And so if you confront them, then they get offended and they try to destroy the people who would dare don't you? Who do you think you are? In front of me, do you know who I am? And God's like, you're every, like everybody else on the planet that I created. That's what he's looking at you like. And But they think they're God. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. So they'll never look at their own heart conditions so that God can set them free. And per John Kilpatrick, again, they are so shut off to their own traumas and hurts. That they get furious when you try to ask them, why are you so mad? Why are you so mad? What are you so insecure about? What are you so afraid of? If you know anything about anger, anger is a symptom of the root of fear. So whenever people get angry around me, I have to ask them, what are you so mad about? 
Sensei, what are you really afraid of? That's what you need to ask him. What are you afraid of? That you'd have the audacity to be confronted. I would guess that's what they're so afraid of. But they're not able to get vulnerable enough to attain freedom. So the mere thought of somebody prying up underneath the scales of Leviathan, that's called a thick veneer. When somebody gets so hard-hearted that they are so shut off to love, that when someone loving comes in and just tries to have a normal conversation with them, they're so shut off that anybody that dares to confront them, they get offended. But this is what many truly loving leaders and sheep are having to deal with from those who've refused to get free from this type of witchcraft. This is what I've been talking about. Hey guys, good afternoon if you're just joining me. But they, they pray through a heart filled with witchcraft and they're so self-delusional that they actually think they are God's choice meat. But really, this is what I spoke about in last Friday's Ezekiel's Will, uh, our 15-minute rev. We're talking about in the book of Ezekiel how they thought that they were God's choice meat, but they were really God's scraps to the dogs because of their heart condition. So God is trying to show them. He's, he's been saying the same thing over and over and over the last month if you haven't noticed the messages and i was actually asked this by one of my members and they're like dr missy when are we going to get into encouraging stuff well we are getting into an encouraging thing right now but the problem is is that we have so many people 85 percent of the body i believe that god is desperately trying to reach before he has to judge because he doesn't want to judge him he doesn't want to judge him but see ready or not here he comes when God comes near a people group, he has to judge everything that's in his way that keeps him out of the room. And if you're in his way, guess who's getting judged? Guess whose heart's getting judged? This is why God says, be attentive. Pardon me. Hey, Carolyn, what's going on? It's good to see you. But this is why God says to judge your own heart. Be, be attentive to what's going on in your own heart and be aware and able to ask the Lord, have honest conversations with God so that he can set you free. That's what he's trying to do in this hour. So if you know anything about the spirit then and how it affects the church, it brings in such a major spirit of pride and it makes that vessel look at Pentecostal fellowship and how it operates in the Holy Spirit it makes it makes those that truly operate in the spirit it tries to squint it quench the spirit it tries to shut the move of god down and matter of fact doctor or excuse me well maybe he's a doctor pastor kilpatrick i believe he's just a pastor but he should be a doctor um he was talking about how this is the one demon that's released to keep revival from happening right before revival happens so that should really tell you as an indicator and an encourager where you're at so you should be encouraged. And hey, by the way, I fixed that stupid thing on my camera so my 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 presence doesn't go in and out. Doesn't wasn't that irritating? That's just to irritate the crud out of me. I was like, what in the world is that? And I finally got that fixed. But thank God. So anyway, let's get back to the conversation. But now, what God is doing is, or let me back up. What the enemy is using these types of vessels for when they come against the truth from coming into the room 
The enemy's coming in through Leviathan to turn the focus on self instead of being God-focused. Instead of being God-focused. Hey, Alex, what's going on? And so this is exactly just what Satan did before he got kicked out of heaven, if you don't know anything about Satan. He was so self-focused that he became very vain. He was very, he was very, very vain. And if you didn't hear um, the Rev on Friday where I was talking about how as a society we've gotten very, very vain with all the selfies and stuff like that. That's per John Kilpatrick too. But I have to agree with him, and I've been talking about that too. With It's like people are just so self-focused when if you know anything about love, love is others-oriented. So I'm not trying to make this a, a sermon about what Pastor Kilpatrick was preaching that's his stuff but i do i did cite social but i do it's so relevant for the hour because of what god is doing in this hour and how he's drawing and trying to draw near for revival and so he's trying to get people free if the sheep will listen if leaders will listen because it's the leaders that lead the sheep we have a lot of really messed up leaders no offense a lot of really messed up leaders who think they're okay but because they're looking at this fake success and and god's like well that's your your truth the truth eludes you and so they're looking at it through the wrong lens and they're not able to see the truth because their ability to perceive truth has been dulled taking us forward so this demon is roaring around trying to knock out this is per john kilpatrick too every truly godly leader men and women as it can as every heart is trying to get this stuff off, uh, excuse me, as people are trying to get delivered in this hour so that they can actually enter into the promised land. And in this, this is an hour where every heart needs to get before God and ask him, do I have something? Do I have any of these characteristics of Leviathan on my vessel? If you do, you need deliverance. Bottom line. Let me take you deeper into the conversation. God is asking, are you a part of building revival or killing it? Sorry, I've got another animal in our, in our atmosphere. Or, Lord's saying, are you a part of building revival or killing it? Or do you even know the difference anymore because you've been so stagnant for so long? The Lord showed me a few days ago that there are many in this hour stuck underneath this apparatus of religion. And they're proud of it. They actually think they're okay. They're real proud of it. But yet they're bitter. They're angry. They're fearful. And they're absolutely clueless as to why life is passing them by. They're stuck in the outer courts. And I found that really fascinating when I saw all these people by a vision stuck in the outer courts. So remember, we have an outer court and an inner court and then a holy of holies. So God is calling us in now into the heart of God if we'll get cleaned up. But there are prerequisites we're actually entering into the heart of God. You don't just to come in any you don't get to come in any way you please. You don't get to approach a holy God any way you choose. So God is saying in this hour, they're getting angrier and more bitter with each passing day, continuing to make decrees and things that they think are going to get them where they want to go. Yet they refuse to change or be changed. And they think that just because they sit under the word, this is key. Just People are thinking that are stuck in the spirit of religion, that just because they sit under the word, 
that the word will be the only thing needed to change them. The Lord's like, wrong. That's wrong. Because if you've gotten behind spiritually, you now have to become very active in attaining major deliverance ministry to get free from the things that hold you back. And everybody's got something. Everybody's got something. And the Lord's saying, if you think that since you're hearing God with your fivefold giftings that you're okay, Lord said wrong. That doesn't get, that doesn't guarantee that you're aligned with God. Because the Lord said I can flow through an ass if I want. If you knew anything about Balaam, you knew how he flowed through Balaam's ass. And and at least then that donkey was listening a whole lot better than Balaam was. And so now we have a whole lot of Balaam's prophets, a whole lot of fivefold ministers, not only operating in Leviathan and Jezebel, but they're operating as Balaam's prophets because they're prophesying, prophelying, as Dr. Sharona would say, out of witchcraft, out of a corrupt heart. They're decreeing out of a corrupt heart. And that's mixing the holy with the unholy. So automatically they're disqualified or they're delayed from entering into the promised land because they have an uh, unhealed heart. And so God is looking for a pure, spotless bride. And so the Lord says, there are a lot of folks that have been serving me, or they think that they are, while they really have had their own agenda. And the Lord said they're in for a rude awakening because their power is almost gone. So just like Jezebel and Leviathan, being the narcissist that they are, then these people now, I've seen this happening over and over. You know how people, it's amazing to me how the enemy used, if you know anything about the devil, he used to be the lead strategist around the throne of God. <clears throat> and he used to guard the Ark of the Covenant. So that tells me, and I've known this for a long time, that if the enemy knew and he guarded the Ark of the Covenant and he used to be the lead strategist for the throne of God, then he had to have known the word. So he would have had to have known what it would have taken to get God's glory to depart from a vessel, off of a vessel. Okay, so that was his main objective. When he got kicked out of heaven, he started using the word of God against mankind because we were made by God. And so if you know anything about the enemy then, or spirit of Jezebel, and this has been my experience with Jezebel or Leviathan, is that when you encounter one of these demons on somebody, if that demon on that vessel can't control you or destroy you, that's its ultimate goal, is to destroy you. It will go and get other people with it to join ranks with it to try to draw those other innocent people into their sin against you, thinking that two wrongs are going to make a right when God has already spoken and has been telling everybody what he's going to do. God speaks. He tells us what he's going to do. He speaks to the prophets. And matter of fact, these two demons are major, major demons that come against the true prophets of God because they don't like truth. They don't want the truth getting out. They want people to stay stuck under the apparatus that they've created for mankind. Therefore, they've, they'll do whatever they have to do to shut down the voice of truth because they don't want God coming back onto the scene. So this is where we're at. And so now... We have a lot of fivefold ministers with fivefold gifts who don't have any power on their lives. And 
when we, when they first started, this is what's happened to the to the body. This is my take on what's happened to the body actually, and how all this crap came in, is that when people weren't getting their prayers answered 25 years ago, I saw this then. I saw this. I thought, boy, that could turn, that could go south really fast. When I started seeing people operating, starting to operate in the fivefold giftings, and starting to get a taste of power. And I thought, boy, that could really go south really fast. And, and it's because ultimate power corrupts without oversight. And, you know, you can say in, your, in the church all you want. Well, you know, a prophet's up is to a prophet. And we're supposed to be doing this. And, you know, you're supposed to be accountable to somebody. But if that heart doesn't get cleaned up, it doesn't matter how much accountability you have. All you have is a bunch of dis, dysfunctional prophets and apostles. They're all messed up. They're messed up in their mind. They're messed up in their heart because out of the heart flow the issues of life. And whatever's in your heart is going to drive your thinking. It's going to drive your actions. And so you can get ticked off all you want at the prophets or the messenger coming to you saying, hey, knock this crap off. It's not God. But it's not going to change your outcome if you choose to stay there, which is leading us into the next topic of today's conversation. And so these people got a little taste of God's power. And so now these dysfunctional people think that they are God. It's laughable, absolutely laughable. It's a joke, and it's very, very disrespectful of the Lord. Because if you know anything about the Lord and His truth, He's not sharing His glory with you or anyone. And if God didn't share His glory with Satan, what makes any of us think He's going to share it with any of us? Especially when we choose not to get cleaned up. The Lord says, some of you are committing treason with the enemy. Thinking that God hasn't taken notice of your leave from his house. But the Lord says, I have now. I have now. And now for some, God says, I'm leaving them to their own devices. I'm doing this on all seven mountains. Well, we're in this season right now. We're in the season. And just because our gifts work, when we're trying to hear, it should actually be understandable. Because the gifts of God are irrevocable like your calling is. I've read that to you as of as the last two revs. If your heart is corrupt and you're not practicing what you preach, God takes issue with that. Especially when you're a leader and you're corrupting the sheep around you with your own disobedience. If you think, the Lord says, if you think I'm going to move you forward with a corrupt heart, deeper into my own heart without doing a heart cleanup lord says you need to think 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 again and you know it's interesting because all the prophets have been prophesying thank you holy spirit um i, I listened to several people i listened to kent christmas i listened to john kilpatrick and dr mark sharona for this season but the seasons change and so Whoever's been faithful in getting their hearts cleaned up, because we, we do try to get our hearts cleaned up, not like we've arrived. But I noticed the seasons change. If you notice anything about God, when you change, your seasons change. Would that not make sense, right? When we change and we agree with God to be changed, our seasons change. So then the speakers around us change because God's going to put us around those mouth gates and those heart gates that have are flowing in that same pure spirit for that season. So we'll notice that not just the, the voices change or the leaders around you that you're listening to change, 
the worship changes for that new level. You notice that? And that should be true as we move forward and close, getting more close with God. But I'm listening this season right now to prophets like Veronica West, Lana Valser, Kent Christmas, John Kilpatrick, and Mark Sharona as these mouthpieces uh, are teaching how to recognize those who are stuck in witchcraft. And they're calling them out. They're calling them out and saying, judgment's here. But the Lord is also saying, be careful to make sure you judge your own heart first. Not to judge these people. Because God is their judge. We're not their judge. We're not their judge. God's just trying to warn them and saying, hey, I don't want to judge you. Please come in. Which brings us into the message is based on Ezekiel 18, 1 through 19, 14, where it talks about turning and living so that judgment doesn't hit your house. And if you if you've ever accused of if you've ever accused God of not being fair, and I don't know about you, but when I, I kind of when I was younger in my walk with the Lord, I I kind of experienced this when I would experience these sins of the Father, like you and you're trying to work your way out of uh, generational cursings and things like that on your bloodline. And you're thinking, and you realize you're paying for something that somebody else did years ago. And you're like, why did I have to pay for that? I didn't do that. I didn't commit that sin. But some cursings last up to a thousand generations. If you know anything about Deuteronomy 27 and 28. And God is true to his word. So this is what happened to Israel when they started arguing with God about the sins of their forefathers where he was making them walk out the curse until repented of. So God's trying to get us into the place of understanding his ways. Because I don't know about you. Um, I think that, you know, until something is made right with God, God's a merciful God. And he's quick to forgive. He's quick to forgive if we're quick to repent. But when we get stuck in our own ways or we become dull in understanding and dull of hearing and dull, it dulls your obedience too because you think you're okay. It can affect every aspect of your life. And this is what we're seeing in the body right now. And so thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll go there. I'm getting off script, but I'm going to go there. Um, it's, it's interesting to me how... A lot of these people who are stuck underneath the apparatus of religion, they think that they're okay. And they've been this way for so long, and so it's all they've ever known. That, that apparatus, it's all they've ever known. So much so that it's like it's become this false sense of security. That if they get out from underneath this thing, all hell's going to break loose against them. Probably so. Probably so, because you're getting free. But... You can't convince me that staying there is a joyful place for you either. Because a lot of you feel so confined and so it, it's like you're always living in this prison that you never get to be yourself. You never get to uh, just be love, flaws and all because of the plastic understanding that you have of Jesus. And God is not a plastic God. He's a big boy. If you get angry, he can handle your anger. As long as you repent, you want to be respectful. But at the same time, it, it's coming into authenticity and knowing a holy God that he can handle you. He made you. 
And so it's, it's bringing us back into that place of God's heart to where we understand how much he loves us and we're okay with ourselves and we know he's okay with us. I'm sorry for the dog. That dog's crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so this is the season now where God's inviting us to turn around and repent. He's inviting us into his grace so that we can come back to him and have life. It's us, if you know anything about our own shortcomings, it's us that choose to do things our own way. Or to dismiss a holy God because of whatever reason. And that's something truly that we have to do on our own. God, nobody can make your choices for you. And God, I ask you to send an angel around that dog, 2 Kings 6, 16. Make it calm down. Thank you, God. But it's true. Nobody can make your decisions for you in this hour. Nobody can make your decisions. We each have a free will, and, and God's not going to bend your will. And so whatever you do, you have to understand that he's going to be true to himself. He wrote the book. He is the book. So if he's the book, he's not going to deny himself. He's going to be true to whatever he's told you he would do. So if he's telling you, if you do this, you get this. It doesn't matter if you're dull of hearing. It doesn't matter if you're dull of heart. It's going to happen because he has to honor what he said. He's just trying to give us the grace and some time to change before he shows up to do it. So this is what Ezekiel was talking about when he was questioning God in this chapter. And I believe Ezekiel was questioning why God handled people the way he did with regard to grace. Do you understand what happens when grace leaves the room? Or when problems arise, when we've walked with the Lord for such a long time, where everything's been okay and it flowed well. So we weren't under judgment at that time because we were aligned. But as God brings us into the end of the age, we're finding this new pattern starting as we enter in and starting to draw close to God's heart. If your heart has been to be that a part of that pure spotless bride you're entering into this new move to where god is beginning to have you question things he's beginning to inspect you he's beginning to have you look at yourself before he has to look at you so that you can align and so that you can come near a holy god but if you're living has kept you in the outer courts and things are not going well that's because your level of living merited the standards of those outer courts. God has not allowed you to enter in. And so you feel stuck. If some of you out there feel stuck, it's because you've chosen to stay there. You've chosen not to change. And nobody can make you do that. I can't come to your house and say, Joe Blow, why aren't you doing this? I can sit on my podcast and tell you all day long, but eventually even this message will get old or dull to your ears. And so now God has raised his standards and the Lord is saying, so should you, so should we, lest we exhaust his grace as God draws nearer to his people. Because the Lord's saying, just because you cry, Lord, Lord, that doesn't mean God can come and rest on your vessel or your house because he's still looking for pure and clean vessels. And again, I apologize for that crazy dog. Um, he's looking for a clean heart. Not just those who 
think that they've lived life clean. That's a difference. Let me, let me, let me preface this with that. You know, a lot of people, a lot of these leaders out there, they think that, well, I've been in the church for 35, 45 years and I've lived life clean. I've lived life clean. And, and God is like, so what is your heart clean? Have you gotten deliverance? Have you matured or have you stayed stuck in your dullness? Where you thought you were safe because of what you think you know about God versus what he says he's doing in this hour. He's looking for clean, pure vessels. And just because you're considering your life on the outside to be clean doesn't mean your life on the inside is clean. Hallelujah. And then half these bozos judge all the people that they don't know. Let me just, I'm absolutely amazed by this. This is something I am. I'm just going to go wild on this one comment. It is amazing to me how judgmental these so-called hypocritical leaders are because they think, well, because they have lived okay on the outside, that they're okay on the inside. Yet we see their behaviors on the inside, how screwed up their hearts are, how screwed up their minds are, how screwed up and psychologically unbalanced they are. We're seeing it all over. I'm going to say it like it is. It's the truth, man. We're not just seeing it in the church. We're seeing it in government. We're seeing it everywhere. These demon-infested people. And then they get with other people like themselves. And and they're okay. Unless they were to probably... Because some of the people that they're combined with, that they have uh, come into networking with, don't really know the real people, who these people really, really are. And a lot of these people are really evil people. So clean means nothing if your heart is messed up because that means your heart issues will still keep you out of heavenly places outer cleanness i mean let me stress that outer cleanness doesn't mean anything if your heart is screwed up this is why we keep seeing these things these stories in the news about pastors who beat up their wives and that doesn't mean you're clean if you don't beat up your wife doesn't mean that or we hear about people who are getting caught and they're they're drinking behind the scenes and they're that's just one example um or sexually abusing people, or verbally acting like narcissists. Maybe you're not caught up in the above three. Maybe you're just a verbal abuser to people. Maybe you act like hell behind the scenes and abuse your authority. Maybe. And and that still makes you, it's like it disqualifies you from entering in because you've chosen to stay the same. God says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So in our dullness, or having walked with God for a while, especially if you've gotten used to an old wineskin, we can actually begin to allow our heart conditions to lead us instead of how the Lord would have led us had we listened and come into a new season. Does this make sense to people? Does this make sense to you guys? And the Lord's, I I really, really believe this. I'm going to be, this is going to be hard what I'm getting ready to say next, because this is really what irritates me as a leader and as a, prophetess when god comes in with these hard words and people keep blaming other people from for holding them back the lord's saying this is lame what a lame excuse you give for your own lack of accountability because you are the reason for where you are at lord says just because you think you deserve to be in this new place the lord says You don't get to go anywhere unless you align with what I've said. 
which is I'm true to myself. I make the same standard true across the board. I'm not playing favorites with my kids. <clears throat> in order to attain entrance into the new move, you have to get free in Christ, deliverance-wise. And I hear that so much right now in the body. I hear it from leaders. I hear it from sheep. And it's just old. It's really old. It's such a lack of accountability in how people are so full of pride in refusing to own their own crap. The Lord's saying it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. And, you know, I get it. Um, I get it where people are looking to... They just want to hear the good stuff. They just want to hear the good stuff. They don't want to hear the hard stuff. Because the hard stuff, actually, if you make yourself... I am a deplorable. Love you. Love you guys. Hey, Patty. Love you too. So it's, it's, it's hard to hear hard words. But it's the hard words that break the mess off of us. If you're willing to listen. And it doesn't matter what age you are. David was younger than Saul. Guess who got the kingdom? David's heart was more pure. And so God had to transfer it. And so it's all about the heart condition. It's all about the heart in this season. And it's not about a competition. By the way, I just had this conversation today over breakfast with another leader. And that person, I was telling them some stuff that was going on that I was seeing in the body. And they're like, are you kidding me, man? Are you serious? Are you serious, man? Because they were in leadership too with the major church too. And, and not that that matters, but I knew they were a leader, so that's why I was talking to them about some stuff. And, and they were like, are you serious, man? So instead of actually trying to be on the team, the same team with you, they're on the devil's team. And I said, yeah, 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 serving treason, committing treason. And, and the bottom line to this is that the body of Christ has gotten, they've gotten be, to be just like the world. They're so worldly-minded in their competitive spirits and things like this. And it's really insecurity. It's really insecurity and jealousy and covetousness. It's the same. It's the world. It's just the world that's gotten into the church that's really driving a lot of these people. And so I'm just, all I can sit back and do is just kind of like, okay, God, you deal with it. I've got other stuff to do. But it's time to get cleaned up. It's time to get cleaned up. And so trust me when I tell you, this is a season, I'm just telling you straight up, where you want to take God at his word. And when God tells you judgment is in the land, it's in the land. So that you can come forward into the place that God has for you. Which leads us into Hebrews 9, 1 through 10. I'm going to try to make this fast. I'm running out of time. But it's talking about a better sanctuary or a better vessel. The Lord's saying, for those of you who've been obedient, it's time to rebound. This is where the message gets good. For those of you who have been obedient, you've been getting free. You've been doing everything you know to do. And by the way, I know it's been hard. I know with all my heart it's been so tough on some of you. And you've done everything that you've known to do by participating in as many deliverance ministries as you can. You're, you're listening online. Every chance you get, you're faithful. You're seeking the Lord. Lord, get me free. You're honest before the Lord. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking for. And he's like, come on in. Come on in. And so the Lord is saying in this hour, in, in a fleshly vessel, or a religious vessel that's stuck in the apparatus of religion, the ministry can never, 
That type of a ministry can never change the human heart. But when love comes in the room, or love comes on the scene, people rebound. Have you ever thought about that? When true love comes on the scene and you know love's in the room, and you know that vessel, even if you've got flaws and you know you're kind of screwed up and you know love is in the room, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm home. I can just take a load off and I can be myself. And I'm not saying, you know, be a, don't be a, you know, don't let it all hang out completely, but it doesn't matter. God's there. You know, he's there and he knows you love, he loves you flaws and all, you know, he loves you. And so it's a phenomenal thing when we come into the presence of a holy God. And I, th I think that God is here right now to purify us and cleanse us we can serve him in an acceptable way instead of the way we think God operates because if you know anything about heaven love brings a better service from heaven because Jesus and love on the inside of others ministering helps to bring true healing when the flesh or the minister stuck underneath the apparatus of religion only deal with the outside only the healer can deal with the inside where they can cultivate and they help to perpetuate frustration, bitterness, and confusion to a soul. How many of you have been wounded by churches? How many of you have been wounded by people? And I'm not going to pick on the churches, but that's supposed to have been a safe place for us. It's no longer a safe place for everybody. It's hard to find a very, very loving church. They're few and far between these days where you come in and you're just like, I don't know where to go anymore. I don't know who to trust anymore. They're all screwed up. Everybody's acting like they're so screwy. And, and I'm, I'm just trying to find a place to plug in to get free to be who God wants me to be. How many of you feel like that? We're looking for safe relationships. You're looking for safe relationships. But when you come in, the true love, all the confusion leaves, the truth abounds. This is the key. You know what's expected of you. That's the key. You know exactly what's expected of you. You may not like it all the time. And I was telling a good friend of mine who was under another big minister. She, I was talking to her last night for about an hour on the phone. She's a prophetess. And we had a great conversation. And I was telling her, I said, you know, there's something about you. And, and it's really, I think, a lot of what I deal with, too. I go, because people either love me or they hate me. They either love me or they hate me. There's no in between, seemingly, unless they get to know me. But I told her, I said, what's so cool about you is that you have an ability because she's so blunt. Trust me, her sword is sharp. And I said, you're so blunt that when you speak the word, it cuts to the quick. But you leave people with this thinking of, I don't like what you just told me. But I know that that's of God. You follow me where I'm going with that? That's where truth is leading you into right now. That's If you're following and you're a lover of truth, God is leading you into all truth in himself right now and so what we're finding ourselves doing if you've been obedient and you're trying to get free you're finding yourself or i'm finding myself in the place where i don't mind the truth so much i don't mind the truth being told to me so much anymore i can handle it because i've gotten free i don't have leviathan's shackles down on my my scales i'm not trying to self-protect i'm not trying to self-preserve I'm not doing self-preservation. I don't have to protect myself. I'm the truth. That's what you're trying to hide from if you're doing that. 
You're trying to hide from the truth, but you're not hiding from anybody. Hello, God sees all. What makes us be, act so crazy that we think that he couldn't see that? Oh, okay. Do you, can you imagine when he's having this conversation with Jesus like in heaven? Oh, there they go again. Oh, they're into self-preservation mode. Mm, I think that, and he's looking at Jesus going, they think, I, they think I can't see that. What is so wrong? <laughs> Why do they think I can't see that? I see their heart. I made them. That's what he's saying to you. So, you know, it's, it's time for you to start accepting yourself. Let God come in and purify us and cleanse us up. Well, we start to serve him in an acceptable way instead of the way we think God operates because religion only gives man a skewed perception of love. Where warm love shows up and a heart learns how to love in a healthy way again. The true warm love of God gives acceptance and freedom to those vessels operating in it by displaying and acting as an example to show people the way in which they're to walk. Heard of the scripture? This is the way, walk ye in it. And it doesn't have all the power trips and all the confusion and the disappointment that's caused by dysfunctional people stuck in a plastic version of who they think God is versus who God says he is. That's the best part of knowing Jesus. And it's funny to me because I see religious people all the time. I see them today. I see their jealousy. I see their covetousness I see their insecurities and what God has shown me or given to me or given have you had people do that to you it's it's not really your stuff that they want it's your heart that they want it's your freedom that they want that's really what they want they want your freedom so pray for them pray for them pity them pity them feel sorry for them because that's really what they're yearning for which brings us to Psalms 106, 32 through 48. Now, I've really got to wrap this up. I am so over. When you choose to go your own way, what we're seeing today is that in spite of Israel's having seen God's past goodness, they still chose to sin. They still chose to do things their own way. And the problem with walking with God for a long time occurs when we forget God's mercy and we forget to honor him we forget and ignore his counsel because we've grown dull because we've gotten stuck in an old wineskin or because we've chosen to stay the same and we're seeing that a lot we're seeing that everywhere around us right now we're seeing people that have gotten so busy in their lives and in their even in leading we, we see it uh, in businesses we see it in the, in the church we see it in government we're seeing people living very, very busy lifestyles to where they've overlooked things and, and they've gotten so caught up in the busyness that they've forgotten how to inquire of God. To say, you know, God, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? To where he's with them in everything. And they've begun to live life on their own, apart from God, not even realizing it. That's how I believe America fell away, fell away from the truth. And for what God was telling us a lot along the way, it's like, uh-uh, you ought to not do that. But this is what you call going to the border of the promised land and refusing to go in. This is what Israel experienced. This is what got them disqualified. 
because your decision to enter in is not based on your deciding to say, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm doing this. It's based on God's approval to allow you to enter, which is based on your heart condition. You following me? That's concerning. We thought it was based on the other the whole time. We thought it was based on our choice, not God's choice. It's based on his choice of accepting us from our inspections to go in. Have you been obedient in prior seasons? Or have you just disregarded his counsel? Which brings us to Proverbs 27.10. As we wrap up and it says, Do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family. And do not go to your relative's house when disaster strikes you. Better a neighbor nearby than a relative far away. We've got a lot hitting us in this hour. A lot. To me, a lot. I think, I think it's so much that it's hard to keep your focus on... And I, can, and I do have compassion because... I need that compassion as well as much as I need to give it. But I, I can see what leaders are going through with regard to the busyness. And I can see how we can get cap captivated by all the busyness and, and, and forgetting how to inquire of God. But if you're going to make it through this extreme witchcraft that we're going through right now, you're going to have to learn to make that second nature to you. You're going to have to learn to do that. Um, if you want God to show up, if you want him to lead you out of the old and into the new. I also want to try. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Does anybody have the, uh, let me see if I can find the old, the new YouTube channel. We want people, we're getting ready to go public at Ezekiel's Wheel. Let me see if I can get here. Let me manage my Google account. Switch account. I'm going to switch accounts. This is my new account. So I'm going to take you to the new channel and show you this new channel that you need to subscribe to. Here it is right here. That's our new YouTube channel. And it's going to be called Monday Night Live. Well, instead of you just coming on and listening to the 15-minute revs, now this is great. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you showed up. But this is not enough to get you cleaned up. And we want to help you get cleaned up at Ezekiel's Wheel. If you're looking to get cleaned up, a lot of our people stay with me for a long time because they continue to get cleaned up. And it's hard work. It's hard. But I'm telling you, it's so worth it when you obey. And so we're going to offer Monday Night Lives to you to give you a taste of what we're like at Ezekiel's Wheel. It's every other Monday. And if you go subscribe, you'll be notified when we go live. It's not going to be me teaching it. It's going to be one of our instructors, but you're going to love it. And it's going to start helping to build foundation in you. And then if you like it and you're thinking, I need more of this, then you can come on to our site, which is, let me see if I can type this out, EzekielsWill.org, and you can go check us out and become a member. And then we will start taking you through intensive deliverance, which will totally move you through the spirit very, very quickly. You'll start speeding up in the spirit. And so this is, these are the, some of the things. I don't tell you everything. It's layered learning. There's a lot of things that come with it, but you will take off. Your walk will take off. And we're going to teach you how to battle the witchcraft. We're going to teach you how to get your lives back. So I'm going to leave you with that. 
consider joining us. Mark your calendars. Go check us out on our website. We'd love to have you. Love to be a part of your journey. But until then, I'm going to look forward to seeing you on Friday. And I hope you voted today. Go vote. You've got about two more hours left to vote. And uh, hopefully yours is honest voting. We've had, that's, I'm just going to show this again before we leave. This is our voting polls today. Doesn't that look like fake? They, we saw them bringing in these fake ballots to us, and we reported them. We reported them to Kim Paxton and Governor Abbott. Um, and these are ballot boxes for adding ballots. So we had that in Round Rock. 2051 Gaddy School Road, Round Rock, Texas, at the Randall's Grocery Store. That's what we saw there. And so I'm just appalled, absolutely appalled. And we confronted him. We were like, hey, man, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's nothing. It's a part of Randall's. I said, yeah, those are ballot boxes. No. So anyway, God's got us calling them out everywhere we go. Um, I'm hoping that you're having better luck with that today. And um, I'm going to look forward to seeing you on Friday. Go have yourself a great rest of your day, guys. I love you. Bye-bye.